And welcome back to the Ford Taylor Talks podcast. I'm Pat Williams with Ford Taylor. Ford, welcome. Good morning, PW. Thank you. I'm looking forward to the podcast this morning. I woke up this morning with a big smile on my face, just thinking about how much fun that Sandra and I had with you and Nancy last night at dinner. You know, four friends sitting around talking about, you know, tough issues, fun issues. We laughed. We teared a little bit. Part of me came home thinking, you know what? We should have just recorded that and turned that into a podcast to let people see how you can have those conversations and have so much fun. So thank you. And be sure and tell Nancy, thank you again for meeting us halfway in between Springfield and Cincinnati to have such a fun evening. We really, really enjoyed it. I uh, echo and concur with those comments. Ford, uh, you know, before we jump into today's topic, um, maybe give a Ford Taylor, Ford cast explanation of uh, what are we doing here? What's this podcast all about? What's our goal? What outcome are we hoping to achieve? We know PW, you know, one of my goals in life, a vision statement that I've had, you know, we teach people to write your own personal vision statement. I wrote one around 20 years ago and it was to make leaders who can make leaders who will make leaders to impact individuals organizations, cities, and nations. Now, my Christian version of that is to make disciples that make disciples that make disciples. And, and of course, we can't get to a lot of people live. I mean, you know, especially in 2020, you know, we were kind of shut down on what we're doing, but that vision didn't change. And so we were being asked by people, you know, how can you continue to give us this information? Let us know about it. And, and so you and I talked and you offered to do what you do. And, and, and like I've told you many times, you just make this so easy. You're, you're so you're so good at it. And and so we came up with this podcast. And and so it really is just, you know, it's to help people. It's it's, you know, I don't know. We I don't think we probably have tens of thousands of followers. I don't even look for listeners. I, it, it's really just about doing all we can to help people with practical, implementable tools to, you know, if, if we're a leader, you know, what does that take? It means we have influence. And so everybody out there has influence at least over or with at least one person in their family or their business or their neighborhood or their church. And, and so we just, you know, we just want to give them practical, implementable tools that they can use in their life to help their influence be positive with the people they're around. And it's really pretty much that simple. And so we, we believe that if people have those tools and, and those smart, smart people with big hearts, if they have the practical, implementable tools, connect that heart and that head, and they learn to love, then their influence goes up. And when their influence goes up, they transform, they influence not just themselves, but the people around them. That'd be a win. That's a winner. You know, you talk about um, transformation. A lot of the topics for our podcast for are through personal experiences. The topic today uh, actually uh, was um, uh, recommended or spurned on by someone that recently heard you speak and they didn't take a lot of notes, but the notes they did take said peacekeeper, peacemaker with a question mark. Uh, So obviously you had touched on that subject. uh, So I think it'd be awesome to um, maybe jump into uh, defining peacekeeper uh, versus peacemaker and then how the tools 
that we use on the daily um, can be added to, connected to uh, us being peacemakers, which is one of the key elements of transformational leadership. Do you agree? Yeah, I agree, PW. And the reason that subject's a little bit difficult for people is there's just such a fine line between the two. And But once you know the difference, it's glaring uh, on the difference in a peacekeeper and a peacemaker. You know, uh, and, and this typically it comes in conflict, of course. I mean, you don't really need a peacemaker unless there's something that needs to be made peace with. Uh, and, and so when you think about conflict, you know, any of us can slip into uh, a category. And so I don't want to, I want to be careful not to quote profile people, but any of us can slip into a category during a conflict. And, and those categories are, you know, we can be a sulker, you know, which means everybody knows we're hurting. You know, we, we can be a suppressor, you know, we can stuff it down, got a big smile on our face, act like everything's okay when it's really not. Uh, yeah, you know, we can be a screamer, a yeller, you know, everybody knows because we're yelling at people or we can be uh, what I call an always writer, uh, you know, a litigator in which someone has to be 100% right and someone has to be 100% wrong. And typically that person, they think they're always right and the other person's always wrong. And, you know, one of the quotes that we give is learn to give up your need to be right without losing your passion for truth. Well, that fifth category that we can fall into is what I call a peacemaker. Now, if we fall into one of those other four categories, we could, when we're helping other people, become a peacekeeper. Um, see, a peacekeeper is someone who wants to basically just let everything be okay. You know, everybody just, just you know, get over it, be okay with it. In other words, they won't step into the problem. You know, they're going to, I would say they are an appeaser. You know, they're going to appease both sides of the conflict. They're going to let the conflict exist because they think that's being nice. You know, I'm going to be nice to everyone. And, and sometimes, you know, nice is not very loving. And sometimes love is not very kind. Okay. But love is always kind, but sometimes it's not nice. Uh, okay. So uh, the, the attributes of a peacekeeper, what you might see is passive aggressive tendencies. You know, they'll, they'll throw shots out there acting like they're joking around, but there's still pain there. Uh, or they might see two people in conflict and they might make a joke about what they see, but it's a very passive aggressive approach. It's a very unhealthy approach. Or they might uh, literally not do anything like that. They might just be so nice to both parties that they won't tell either party the truth about what they need to hear to bring peace, which is a peacemaker, okay? But those are attributes you'll see in a peacekeeper. Now, uh, a peacemaker, uh, they, they, they don't, they've learned to give up their need to be right without losing their passion for truth. A peacemaker understands that conflict is not bad, okay? A peacekeeper thinks conflict is bad. Therefore, they don't step into it to resolve it. A peacemaker realizes conflict is not bad. Why? Conflict plus resolution leads to unity, engagement, and productivity. In a marriage, conflict plus resolution leads to intimacy. You know, between two friends, conflict uh, plus resolution 
leads to a better friendship because resolution includes love and forgiveness because none of us are perfect. We all make mistakes. We all have views that differ. Uh, but a peacemaker, they're not afraid of the conflict. Uh, you know, when we talk about how to approach others, you know, a peacemaker has learned to love others more than they care about others feel about them. Okay. Uh, a peace a keeper, they, they care a lot about what other people think about them. Therefore, they just, they just kind of appease. Uh, and honestly, you know, churches are full of peacekeepers. Uh, you know, businesses are full of peacekeepers. Uh, and yet when a peacemaker steps into the room, what you are seeing is a humble confidence, uh, a, a courageous humility, a love that cares more about the people that are in the conflict than they care about the conflict. And when you put the relationship above the conflict, you can become a peacemaker. But you'll see the difference. Now, someone who is naturally gifted at this, I don't know if you've heard of the, the, the profile called the Enneagram, okay? Well, a number nine uh, in the Enneagram is a, a peacemaker, okay? Well, an unhealthy peacemaker, you ready? So if they're not healthy, but that's their natural tendency, guess what they become? peacekeeper. And so a lot of peacekeepers, they have the natural bent, the natural gifting to be a peacemaker. But because of their own unhealthy place of caring too much about what other people think, of, of not being uh, confident, uh, a humble confidence, I call it, to step into resolving a situation instead of walking in the fullness of who they have a natural bent or even created to be, which is a peacemaker, they become a peacekeeper. And, and I know that for a fact, PW, because that was me 25 years ago. I mean, that I, I was more of a peacekeeper. And then, especially in personal relationships, but in uh, other people's conflict, I was a peacemaker. In my own, I was a peacekeeper. Why? Because I was unhealthy to deal with my conflicts uh, with Sandra and with, with people close to me, but I could actually, I could help everybody else. And so I, I was kind of the schizophrenic, you know, I go back and forth, but now that I see the difference and I realize what happens uh, when conflict is resolved, it, 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 it's, it's a no brainer for me now Just step into it, love people enough, help them get that resolution, watch that marriage get saved. Watch that employee keep working. Watch that boss become more productive. Watch that company make more money. Watch those government people from across the aisles learn to stay at the table and talk to each other. Watch blacks and whites, you know, stay at the table, learn to understand each other, deal with that conflict head on. Don't just let things go. Uh, anyway, so there's a few of the attributes that, that you would see the difference in the two. Lord, we've said it several times on this podcast that it's sometimes it's hard for leaders to self-assess. You need those people in your life to speak truth, to help you identify and work through blind spots. So how would the leader who is leaned in and listening to what you're saying, how do they assess? Uh, how do they take a true self-assessment? And, and you had no um, warning that I was going to ask you this, but uh, hopefully you can give uh, something uh, implementable 
on this podcast uh, in regards to a self-assessment. So I want to know, how do I know if I'm a peacekeeper or a peacemaker? Well, one way you'll know is you won't have enough time to get through your day. Okay, because people will be reaching out to you on a regular basis to help solve conflict. They will call you. Uh, they'll ask you for counsel. They'll say, could I get your feedback? Could, uh, could you help me on how to approach someone? In other words, they'll be looking to you for counsel on how to resolve conflict. That's one way you'll know. I mean, people will naturally, you'll be sitting at lunch with someone and they'll just go, can I ask you a question? Just because of the way you, they'll just, they'll be able to just tell. Um, one way to really know is, is to ask your closest friends. You know, be open to, you know, we teach that all feedback is relevant. Okay. Well, because of our self-identities, you know, the way we were raised, all those things that went in from our past, all of our life's experiences, our, our comparing ourselves to others, our worrying about what we think others think about us, all those areas that go into our self-identity, you know, it, it, it's hard sometimes because of that's who we think we are to ask for that feedback. And so uh, the uh, a second way, like I just said, is ask for feedback. Uh, do you believe I'm a peacekeeper? Or do you believe I'm a peacemaker? Am I willing to speak the truth? PW, I had a, a, an executive, a CEO of a company, an owner, came to my house for a couple of days recently for a two-day coaching session. And it was the first time that we were in the room together. We had talked on the phone or Zoom a couple of times, but, but he wanted to, to hire me as a coach. And, um, and on the second day, he looked at me uh, with tears in his eyes. And he said, uh, you may know this by now, but I don't have many friends. And I just nodded my head and listened. And he said, it's because I don't trust people. I have very low trust. He said, but in one day, I trust you. He said, you tell me things that no one in my life will tell me. And I don't necessarily want to hear them. He said, but my goodness, I know you care about me because you shoot straight with me. See, people want this. The dilemma is most people don't know how to give it in a way that they feel loved in the feedback. In other words, if, if you come to me as a, as a peacemaker you, and you bulldoze over me, you're actually actually an eight in that Enneagram, not a, not a nine. But my point is that you're like a bull in a China, in a China cabinet. In other words, you're just going to bulldoze in to make peace. You're not going to do it in the right way. And so when it's done in the right way, people truly fear, feel uh, cared about and loved. And that's another way you could know if you're a peacemaker is that people walk out of the room going, Man, that, I just got a huge black eye, and boy, that felt good. Ford, in this political environment that we've came out of, and now that we've stepped in kind of a new one, um, I find myself around people who don't think like I do uh, as being a peacemaker because I already know, or at least I think I know, <laughs> that they're not going to change the way they think by anything I say. So I am guilty. I hold my hand up of avoiding the conflict 
So I don't know where that falls on the scale, but um, it's real. Uh, I'm experiencing some right now with uh, family members, and I just avoid the subjects altogether or overtly change the subject because I know that car is going to crash over the cliff. Yeah, and and again, that that's that's a peacekeeper. Uh, I, I've watched UPW and other environments be flat out a peacemaker. Uh, it, and, and I could, that's what I was telling you earlier in my life. I would kind of go back and forth, but I realized the value in peacemaking, even within my own family. And so, uh, I, I prefer uh, to speak the truth. I, I've done this with my brother, with my sister-in-law, and. I don't, if, if anybody in the world has a brother that loves them any more than my brother loves me or I love my brother, I, I don't know who they are, okay? But it was still important that we stepped in and same with my sister-in-law. If, if anybody has a sister-in-law who loves them any more than I do, I don't know who they are. And I love her that way. But it, there was a point that I need to step into something uh, to really make the three of our relationships much better and not let it go anymore. But those are the more difficult ones because you do love them and you do want the peace to be kept, okay? And because you're trying so hard to keep the peace kept, you don't go in to make that happen. And and that's the difference. And another attribute of a peacemaker, which this may help a little bit on your question, is to learn to ask questions, okay? Because uh, good peacemakers don't have to tell people that they're wrong uh, in a conflict or that they're, that they're wrong on something. They're able to ask them questions to get them to see, uh, I'll just call it the error of their ways. And since I believe that in most conflicts, that very seldom, this is just my core belief, very seldom is a person or a group 100% right and another person or group 100% wrong. Very seldom have I found that to be the case. And so if, if we, as peacemakers, if we go into a room, whether it's our conflict with someone or whether it's a conflict between two other people, if we're willing to go in knowing that I probably have some responsibility in this, okay, or that each has some responsibility, and if you have that mindset, you're probably more of a peacemaker. Uh, if if you have the mindset that someone's right and someone's wrong, you're probably more of a peacekeeper. If you're a sulker, you're probably more of a peacekeeper. If you're a screamer, you're probably more of a peacekeeper, except when it comes to you. Okay, and then you want to make it, but you do it through screaming. Uh, if you're a litigator, you're probably more of a peacekeeper. Uh, so, but peacemakers, they bring great value. I mean, can you imagine if we had a whole government full of peacemakers? You know, that we're far more concerned about the people that voted for them than they were about getting elected. Think about that. Think about having a whole Senate of, of peacemakers that went into the table and said, let's come up with what's the best decision for our country, not what's the best decision to get me voted. Okay. I mean, can you imagine what would happen? And so, uh, but that's what peacemakers do compared to. Peacekeepers, because peacekeepers keep conflict alive. <laughs> I mean, they just keep it alive and peacemakers shut it down. And, you know, some people thrive off that. There's I mean, people love to to be in the drama. 
And uh, I think you heard my my uh, my lovely wife last night very bluntly say she she don't have time for it. She gives it no uh, oxygen. Uh, it's just not a part of her world, and uh, she'd rather be miles away from it than be anywhere close to it. And there's no question about that. And she did say that, and and I agree with her. However, if I'm in it, you know, moving miles away. As you know, it, it doesn't resolve it. It just yeah. keeps us from being in the drama. Yeah. Okay. When we step into it, it, it the resolution sometimes, as you know, PW, might be that we separate. You know, the, the resolution could be that the way peace is made is that two people just agree to disagree and separate. Now, I don't, you know me, I never believe that's the right answer, but, it, but occasionally that is what happens. But Again, that's still rare. So we uh, are uh, deep into this episode of Fort Taylor Talks. Ford, we're talking about uh, what is a peacekeeper and what is a peacemaker. And I thought a couple points um, very profound that peacemakers uh, really care more about the person than they do about the issue. Peacekeepers. Uh, care more about what people think about them than the issue. I thought that was um, very profound. And also, man, if we ever, I know Ford, you are full of quotes and memorable and 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 life changing. But uh, when you said and say, uh, give up your need to be right without losing your passion for the truth, man, if that's not a top ten, I've never heard one. And in, in in today's environment that we are uh, trying to make a difference in um, this thing called transformational leadership, uh, trying to be lit, stay lit, get other people lit. Uh, man, that's, that's huge. Well, thank you, PW. You know, if I could break us all down into uh, three categories, and again, everything we talk about, we want to be careful not to profile people, you know, to stick them in a category. And so I always ask, as you know, people to think of all these as continuums, that we're all on this continuum somewhere. But think of it this way. If we have knowledge uh, about someone or about something, and we can call it a conflict, whatever we want, but, but we have knowledge, we know something about them. You know, if, if we aren't willing to give them a little bit of mercy, you know, give them some grace and really love them, that leads us into a lifestyle of judgmentalism. And so I know something about you, and 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 but I'm not going to give you any grace or any mercy, and I and I'm not going to show love. That's going to lead me to judge you based on something you've done or who you are. But think about having that same information, and and I'm going to call this showing mercy or grace uh, as a peacekeeper, and we're going to call that just be nice to people, okay? And 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 I'm going to call. <clears throat> that I'm going to love you, but I'm going to love you in a, in a way that is very passive aggressive. In other words, I'm going to, I'm going to be nice and love you, but not be kind and tell you. Okay. That leads us to be an enabler. And so you got two categories on this continuum. And one is, am I judgmental? Do I judge others? Do I enable others to stay in their muck? Because I have this information. And then the third category is people who who show that unbelievable mercy, unbelievable grace, a, a love that's 
that so few have. But it, it's a love that's really beyond a human comprehension. And when we learn to give those three things based on this knowledge or discernment that we have, that's called discipleship. That's called making leaders. That's called making leaders that make leaders that make leaders. And so I just challenge our listeners, ask yourself, do a self-assessment, ask your friends, am I judgmental? Am I an enabler? Or am I a leader maker? Am I a disciple maker? Am I a peacemaker? And I think you'll find that even in our own lives, we have more peace in our own lives when we are a leader maker, a disciple maker, a peacemaker, than we do when we are judgmental or an enabler. So I just challenge our listeners to do that self-assessment that PW asked about a while ago and just ask, which am I? Do I judge people? Do I enable people? Or do I love people enough to help them resolve those conflicts? Am I a peacemaker? That's good stuff, Ford. Ford, I am giving you permission to keep me on the road to becoming a elite and exceptional peacemaker, my friend. Well, thank you, PW. And you, you clearly are on that road. And as you know, you have that same permission uh, in reverse to, to be sure that I am walking out what I say I believe in. So that, that same permission goes both ways. Thank hey, you. this episode was lit. Take us out of here, my friend Ford. You're awesome, brother. Thank you so much. Well, thank you, PW. <clears throat> and I do. I say let's stay lit. Let's become peacemakers. Let's learn to step into a situation. Let's go in humility. I might be wrong. Give up our need to be right without losing our passion for truth. Let's go in pre-forgiveness. In other words, the relationship is far more important than the conflict. Let's step into these situations in love. I care more about you than I care about how you feel about me. And let's go with 100% of the truth because sometimes the truth and the facts are not the same. And when we go into a situation those four ways, and we understand those four things and the truth and the facts get on the table. And we don't have to be right. We walk in forgiveness and we go for 100% of the truth and we do it in love. Guess what? We learn to love in ways that very few people learn to love. And when that happens, our influence goes up, our influence with others, our influence with ourselves. And in that place, not only do we get to see our own lives transformed, we get to have an impact and influence of transformation on those around us. So let's stay lit. Love, influence, transform. Thank you for listening to this episode of Ford Taylor Talks. For more information and resources to help you love, influence, and transform, please visit FordTaylorTalks.com.